0: Hey guys, welcome. You are listening to Excuse Us While We Succeed, a podcast to empower
1: female entrepreneurs and interview badass businesswomen who have succeeded against the odds. If opportunity does not knock, build a door. I'm Brittany Bettini, serial entrepreneur.
0: And I'm Ashley Sandall, realtor, seniors real estate specialist, and founder of Excuse Us While We Succeed, a society for female entrepreneurs. back. This week, uh, we've got a really cool guest coming on. Her name is Tia Hudson, and she owns a seven-figure trucking company with her husband.
1: Honestly, I don't know if it's seven or eight. (laughs) Holy shiazza.
0: (laughs) Well, anyways, they're awesome, and I'm really looking forward to having her on in just a little while. Um, But we had an event last night, our event at Parker
1: Benz. Yeah. Super fun. What a beautiful space. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, it's like really magical up there. Yeah. I was like telling my husband last night, I was like, you need to take me on a date. Yes. Like we need to go on a date there because I bet the sunset is like sick.
0: It's amazing. And I think every first Friday of the month, they have like a sunset festival oh. and they do live music and, um, I don't know, their kitchens open late and stuff like that. I think nice. that's what they used to do anyways. I'm not sure if they still do it, but it's it's really gorgeous. And the burgers are super good when they're doing their burgers. Oh.
1: They didn't have them last night. I didn't even check. Before I was just. I went home
0: and ate four hot dogs. I
1: was I was on a liquid diet um, <laughs> there last night. I had Taco Bell for dinner. Oh. But I, I paid my housekeeper to go clean my parents' house and cook them dinner. So I went to go pick up <laughs> my kids after I got done working at like 9 p.m. And they had had like pork tenderloin and Um, bacon wrapped asparagus and like little fingerling potatoes and her house is all clean. And then I get there and, um, I had had Taco Bell and my house looks like squatters currently are living there. (laughs) So that's how my life's going.
0: Uh, (laughs) Well, I was trying to get ready for the the event last night and I have like literally no bras or anything left all my underwear is like stained and ripped it's (laughs) horrifying so I went to Target because my kid goes to school up right right down the street and like literally tried on 37,000 bras (laughs) like well first of all that place is a fucking dump the Target in Arden yeah like it was literally like a pack of freaking hyenas ran through there and like ripped everything off the shelves and put it all back in the wrong places
1: they probably don't have the employees right now to no, keep it not. and no one has the employees honey yeah.
0: <laughs> every time i picked up a bra i was like "Ooh, this looks comfortable this
1: looks like it might be good it was a nursing bra <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i still wear my nursing bra do you i still wear them
0: i wore mine for a very long
1: time i'm telling you well and i haven't nursed and he's almost two and i haven't yeah. nursed since he was like four months old um
0: <laughs> i think i just threw my nursing bras away i, I will and never three and a half
1: <laughs> we'll never throw them away <laughs> never they're so comfortable oh that's Mm-mm. hilarious yeah, I was like, I'm no, I'm not wearing one today. I thought for a I, second I was wearing one today.
0: My bra is falling to pieces. You didn't, I didn't even, wear, even buy one. I you didn't, didn't even buy one. <laughs> I was like so horrified. Everyone's always like horrified, like, oh my baby crossed over the aisle from the toddler section into the grown up section. Try crossing over the fucking aisle into the goddamn old lady bras. <laughs> like I was so horrified. First of all, I cannot wear an underwire anymore. Does anyone wear an, an underwear? I do.
1: I wore Spanx to the event last night. Oh, I wear
0: Spanx every time I wear a... Well, I wear Spanx every dress day. ...dress because yeah. my thighs
1: but touch aggressively. So, so I was wearing a Spanx yesterday. And by the time I got... So I left the event. I went to go train a new employee afterwards. And... By the time I got, and you know, I was wearing that dress and everything. By the time I got to my parents' house, I was in their bathroom ripping my Spanx off from underneath my dress. My mom's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I had to get these off. She was like, oh my God, did you just rip those off in my bathroom? I'm like, yeah, I fucking, I'm done. I'm oh, done. cut the bitches off. Yeah, it was awful. I really I like the jockey
0: it. one. Like, so I have a pair of Spanx that I wear, like, if I'm trying to, like, suck it in or some of the dresses, I yeah. don't know. But most of the time the jockey ones they're just like really super lightweight and like really stretchy and super comfortable. And you don't even notice them on there
1: no you I need something those. no, 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 what? I need something that like <laughs> makes me feel like I'm in eighteen thirty and I oh, you need am that. Yeah, I need all that. I need I need an extra hand to get into mine. That's what I need. Sometimes I have to be like, honey, can you pull this up over my back fat?
0: Thankfully. Oh, the back
1: fat is the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the greatest worst.
0: Oh, I like used to hate the back. I like had hair that grew all the way down like a monkey down to like my back. And I'm just finally almost finished with all of like the laser of it. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, oh, my back looks so great now. And then yeah. I like go six inches down to like back fat (laughs) rolls i'm like you little fuckers like i wish i almost hate those more than like the gut like
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i think i think that back fat is worse than the gut because it makes my like i have a nice butt yeah okay but the back fat makes my butt look less appealing now i don't know maybe
0: we should go get some back fat lipo
1: maybe we should just yeah put a liposuctioner on retainer and just have him come to the office while I work. <gasps> yes. <laughs> just over it.
0: What about that cold sculpting? I uh, tried that. Does it work?
1: Oh, it worked great. Look at my arms. <laughs> $5,000. I paid to have cool sculpting done on my arms and my arms, I think are bigger than they have ever oh been. My God. Still, It did nothing to me. And I'm really probably not a good candidate for it. So like you're you're a good candidate for it if you have a little bit of fat, <laughs>
2: yeah. okay?
1: Not like oh we need to like downsize your arms by fifty percent, okay? <laughs> um, so it just did not do anything so for you me. Just got
0: Talked into that.
1: I went in. I was getting, um, laser. I was getting laser hair removal. Yeah. Um, and where did it? Um, Ideal Image.
0: No, which body
1: part? Oh, have I lasered yeah. all of it? All of it? All of it. The whole downstairs, the whole downstairs. Brazilian style, Brazilian. Holy shit! You have not lived until you've had a laser on your asshole.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I used to get the Brazilian waxes done
0: like religiously, so I but still I'm not have getting to... any action anymore. Well, so. I have
1: to. I have to do um, Braz- the Brazilian wax still. Because I'm, I have blonde and red hair and it doesn't, it
0: get laser, that.
1: laser doesn't do it all. So yep. yeah, just a big waste of my fucking money is hey. what we, what we do around here. But yeah, I used to work at Ideal Image, so they're a great oh. company. It's all nurse practitioners that do the actual yeah. work on you. So I feel safe there. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, doesn't get rid of everything forever. I did my underarms, yeah, let me see. um, but they, oh, they, nice. I still get wax under my underarms really? too, because um, I had a baby oh. after I got done with my laser, and so all the hair. And so all the hormones. The weird places. Yeah, <sighs> I did my chin.
0: I've got a couple of really aggressive, <laughs> yeah. like, black chin hairs. That there we go. I look every single day, right? I don't and I'm like. Oh, let me see. And then, literally, like only- the one day that I don't look, right. later on that day, I'll look and it'll be like a half an inch long, and I'm like, "What?
1: Where did that come from?" I only shave my beard for special occasions. <laughs> I have a beard oh honey you do I have a full beard these days oh, it's like no. eight or nine hairs now it started off as one <laughs> Started off as one it's now creeping down the neck fuck it i don't know um uh, but yeah like special occasions i i will just like pluck them or um whatever but i've had laser there too so it's like the laser made everything grow more i don't oh, know jesus
0: that's funny. I like literally, I had a friend reach out to me the other day and she was like, you know, I really miss you. But the most, thing, the thing that I miss the most about you is that I have no one to like spot my miscellaneous like neck and chin hairs anymore. <laughs> Cause I used to just like, dermaplane standing in the sun and it would like gleam off in the sunlight. Have I'd you ever like, oh, done, Melissa, your neck
1: hair. Have you ever done like dermaplaning? I've been looking on that. I'm scared. So I do my own dermaplaning at least once a week. Like, I shave my whole face with a straight razor. It doesn't
0: make it come like. I mean, obviously. Maybe.
1: Look at my chin. How
0: fuzzy this is? But
1: yeah, so like, I dermaplane my whole face because it makes my makeup lay prettier, It, it gets rid of dead skin cells. Um, I buy the little dermaplaning razors from um, Ulta. They come in like a pack. Oh, I only use them one a one time because I'm scared. Do they like
0: vibrate or anything?
1: No. It's just it's like it's a... It's just a little razor. It's just a little straight razor. So and I've so I get my these... face wet yeah. and put some like moisturizer or some kind of like lubricant <laughs> between you and the razor. And then I just <laughs> literally shave my whole face in a mirror. Oh, um, gosh. And it gets rid of all the little baby hairs and peach fuzz. It gets rid of my beard. Uh, Of course. And um, (laughs) neck beard. And then uh, my makeup looks so good after I durable plane, And my skin looks really good. It's, like, glowy because it gets rid of all that dull, dead skin that you've got. I'm really,
0: like, self-conscious of all these little peach fuzzy hairs that never used to be Nobody after I had the baby. Literally
1: nobody cares. Um, We do this kind of shit for absolutely no reason because nobody notices or cares whatsoever. No one's going to be like, oh, you got rid of all your peach fuzz. Good job. Like... (laughs) Nobody again. cares. Yeah. Um but if it makes you feel good, I'm 100% on board I'm with just shaving. It's going to grow back like black. Well then you just do it again. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. I do it once a week. Yeah. I do it like but I've always wanted to go have it done at a spa and get like a facial and let mm-hmm. them do the dermaplaning or one of those hydro hydro um oh, oh, facials oh oh, oh 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 yes where they like shoot the water into your pores yes. i want to get that done there's a
0: place right in hendersonville that does it
1: really we got to go we're going to go yeah i wanna go can we have an event there yeah. we we'll all just get facials yes <laughs> to it all right well enough of
0: that uh incredibly satisfying conversation that i'm sure everybody adored um (laughs) we'll be back in a minute wait did you want to say something no no we will be (laughs) back in a minute with tia all right guys stay tuned
1: everybody welcome back we are so excited to talk with my friend Tia Hudson her and her husband have built a trucking empire Tia tell us about your business first of all because of course we're uh, we're here to talk about business and I'm sure we'll get into other stuff but tell us what you guys do how you got into the business how you got started
3: absolutely yes ma'am so what we have is a freight agency so we're independent freight agents we work under a broker, a broker. So how we got into it was it's a long story. <laughs> but to make it a little short, my dad, he's been a freight agent over 10 years. Okay. So we knew that we wanted to get into the business, but we didn't know how. So we were calling like different brokerages, like, hey, introducing ourselves and trying to get our foot in the door, but we didn't have any experience. So you have to have experience and you have to have at least a million dollar book of business for a broker to take you on. So my dad had a friend in the business and he reached out to her and was like, hey, my daughter and my son-in-law want to get in the business, but they don't have any experience. Are you willing to take a chance on them pretty much? Because you know me.
1: Yeah.
3: was like, yeah. And so we got in and we just went head first. Tunnel vision, just like that. yeah, and so it's been, we've been uh, in business six years now.
1: And tell us, because, listen, I know, I've been with y'all. Y'all like to ball <laughs> out. So, <laughs> now, she asked me earlier, she was like, he's, she's a seven figure. And I'm like, I think it might be eight now. I don't know. Where are we at? We at seven or eight?
3: We at seven. Okay. We at seven. So we've grown it from zero to a little over four million now
1: you go girl. Yeah.
3: Yeah, A little over 4 million. And it's been a crazy journey. It's been a crazy journey. Like from having like the corporate mindset, Mm -hmm. working jobs. And before we did this, I was in corporate and then Devin, he had a box truck company. And that was like a horrible experience. Like we had no business owning trucks. Yeah, (laughs) You have money, the breakdowns was crazy. He was outside under that truck like it was nobody's business. The neighbors would come outside like, hey, man, you need help? He was like, no. Nah. He like, nah. His oil pan, like, it was all going down the road. I was like, who's going to clean this up? Like, the city is going to come out here. Like, it was crazy. So he was literally doing all of his repairs right in front of the house. And the last time, it was a, a stick shift. So the last time the the clutch went out, like before you could get the clutch like changed or it was this mechanic guy that can do something with the clutch to make it go more. And that last time he couldn't turn it no more. And the guy was like, I'm sorry. I forgot how many thousands of dollars it was going to be. And we looking at each other like, we just can't do it. We can't do it. We got to sell it. We got to do something. So I think we end up selling it to this company for like high interest and Got some money and, was, you know, was able to pay bills and stuff like that. But it was a crazy ride. Um, we had bought the truck, like, from this guy. And like I said, we didn't have any business owning the truck because that thing was about to take us <laughs> right up out of here.
1: Yeah, hustle. Like, sometimes your your first couple hustles, I've tried a bunch of different things before I found my <laughs> thing, you know? Um and it's crazy out there. Like, you really think that you've got like this million dollar idea or like you're gonna like take this to the next level. And then you get to a point where you're like, this was stupid.
3: <laughs> like, what were we thinking? I'm, I'm telling you, like, I've tried so many things too. Like, I was all into because I have really bad anxiety. So I was into like, let me try C B D. So I joined <laughs> this all women C B D company. So I'm online smoking, you know? Like <laughs> I'm going to literally think I'm on here smoking weed or something. I was like, you know what? I don't think I can. This isn't what the brand
1: yet. needs right now. Like, <laughs> Sometimes companies will ask me to like work with them or like c- partner with them or something. And I'll be like, so someone wants to do this. And Bryson will look at me. He'd be like, that don't fit the brand, Britt. Like that, yeah. that ain't on brand. Let's not do that.
3: Yeah. Because you're trying to find your theme because. We are so good at so many things as women. Yeah. And it's like you're trying to find that thing. Like, I'm trucking and I'm doing shirts and I'm making cups and I'm online smoking CBD. <laughs> and <then>
1: I'm It's <laughs> like, girl, what are you doing? It's hard. <laughs> It's hard to figure out not only what it is that you really want to do, but not to get caught up because right now, this day and age with the internet, you see other people making money doing something and it's hard to keep your blinders on and not want to open up everything, every business that everyone else is doing. I made a rule that if it's not a business that my business needs that I'm currently outsourcing and paying someone else to do, then I don't start that business. So like I started a VA company because I used VAs and needed a VA for my businesses to run so why not have that or like I do marketing for other people because I have a team of BAs that does marketing for me and I can outsource it but like you'll get like lost trying to do 50 different things because you see your friends are like making money you're like oh I could do that
3: (laughs) exactly exactly let alone when you're going to conferences and my masterminds and all that stuff you're like ooh, yeah yeah let me try that you're like I don't how to do that shit like focus focus yeah true
1: true I I struggle with that one so you speaking of masterminds and conferences tell us about your your guys um you're actually teaching other people how to do this now um so tell us about that
3: yes so we have a mentorship program so at first it was just like an online thing where people would go log into the portal and then it was kind of like self-taught. And then after they finished, then we would do like a Q&A session every week. But now we was like, you know what? People are still confused. So we're going to step it up a notch. And we started this maybe about three years ago because there was definitely a need. With being on social media, you see that people are getting into the industry and they're teaching people just because somebody taught them something. So now they're teaching a course. Yeah. But they're not literally doing that business. So we were like, okay, it's the blind leading the blind in this industry. A lot that's of people exactly. are getting a bad name. So we was like, look, let's come up with this program. And that's how it all started. It started out super small. At first, we were just, it was free. We were just giving out the information. Oh, wow. And it was just like in one ear and out the other for people. And they were literally just sitting back watching us like, oh, okay, let me see if it worked for you first before I do it. And then we were giving out our manual, like all kinds of stuff. So I was like, you know what? People don't appreciate the free information. So let's put a dollar amount on it. So I think we put $50 on it. Then it went up to $500. So it was like, well, maybe we still aren't charging enough because I don't get it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And we're telling people like, this is where we started. This is the amount of money we're making. This is what you have to do. Like literally walking people through the steps and bringing them in under us. So, so
1: you're actually hooking them up with that brokerage you were talking about that you couldn't get.
3: Correct. Oh, so yeah. you so now it's like people the the six week mentorship is live now. So Devin and I are basically online for six weeks every Wednesday for about three to four hours teaching our mentees that come in through our program everything that we know. And they're not just getting us. We're bringing in other successful freight agency owners. To discuss like how they started, where they're at, what niche they're in and all these things. So everything that I have access to because of my relationship with the brokerage, my mentees also have access to. Wow. What are you charging for it now? $34.97, $3,497. 34 dollars 3497 $3,497. Nice. Cool. It's
1: still underpriced. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it probably is. You should bump it up to five at least. Listen, yeah, I'm telling you what, I my my program I think was um, $9.97 and then I bumped it up to $2,500. And then, of course, I went through Marcus Rozier's program teaching me how to actually organize my thoughts because I'm like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> you know like I am I'm a squirrel I'm like okay now you need to do this and it because that's how I think it's easy yeah. for me to to figure it out because I'm the one with all the ideas but when I'm teaching someone else it's very difficult for me to teach other people because I no one thinks as fast as my brain goes um so he's yeah, like erratically all right. <laughs> yeah erratically too he's like you need to organize it like this blah 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 Explain everything to me and then so like I bumped my program up to 5,000 to work with me one-on-one like you're doing And, um, I I remember thinking, I'm like, no, one's going to pay that to talk to me. And it was like the first two females that I talked to who wanted to take my program. They were like, okay, can you send me the link? And like paid it. And I remember sitting at my desk and I called my husband. I was like, cause y'all remember I'm, I used to be broke very recently ago. Broke, broke food. Yeah. Food pantry broke. So like I'm new money. So like when, when someone (laughs) pays me $5,000 for me to talk to them. And teach them what I do. That's insane to me. Like I, I, I'm so like humbled, and I'm like, oh, I gotta give this person the world because, um, yeah. you know, all my mentors, of course, I, I paid them more than that. But um, they've taught me that if you want to be a good mentor, you have to over deliver under promise. Oh, but I remember when that first one came through for five thousand, I looked at my husband, I was like, oh, oh, we, we in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're
1: good now, baby. Don't you know what I
0: just realized, though? I just get to sit with you for three hours every week.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna start this, charging like, crazy her free <laughs> mentorship
0: thing.
3: Out. Exactly. Like, ooh, yes, I'm learning all the secrets. Exactly. That's what's up. Yeah, and it, it, it's hard to you know make that transition because you are like doubting yourself and your product and all this kind of stuff. Like, nobody's gonna pay that. But there are people out there that is definitely going to pay that because and then with your personality, people are going to do business with who they like. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to gravitate towards you. You know what I'm saying? And you are you have value.
1: I think the thing that Marcus taught me more than anything else was that, um, you know, people people will pay $10,000, $15,000, $50,000 for a car all day long. There's no such thing as too much money. If you're teaching someone how to t- how to pay... They pay you $5,000 and then you teach them how to make a million or you teach them how to make six figures in the next 12 months, that's one hell of an investment. Because it if you is. put $5,000 in the stock market or you put $5,000 on any type of investment, the return in a, in a CD, a savings account, you ain't making no $100,000 off no $5,000. Yeah. Exactly. But I know if you follow my program, this, 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 and this, same thing with your trucking thing, like... You know, they, what kind of money they can make.
3: Exactly. The Rolls Royce exactly.
1: knows how much money they can hey. make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, it is a, it is, and I think that's what we as mentors have to get through our head is our time and our, what we have learned. We've spent years learning it. We've, we've gone through all the hardships. We're giving them the fast pass to the front of the line and that is worth the money. Yeah. And as long as we help them and they, they actually implement what we're doing. They'll make their investment right. back. That's right. I made my these. investment back on my program uh, with Ken when I got the VA company. I made it back in within two weeks of me starting the business. Man, same I thing with
3: Post. That I was like, look at Brittany. Same Man, thing with
1: Marcus's that. program. If you invest in a really good mentor that you can actually trust, then you're going to make your money back. You can't not. So as right. long as you
3: do what you're supposed to do. That, that's the biggest part. That's
1: the hardest part is getting yeah. your mentors, yes. your mentees,
3: actually do the work. Do right. like, look, this ain't easy, but I'm telling you, if you follow exactly what I'm telling you to do and what I'm showing you, you're gonna make your investment back. Yeah, we have mentees right now that were already making money by week three in wow. the program because it's all about how bad you want it. Yeah, I'm not gonna say hey, no, you can't reach out to shippers yet. You got to wait until the six weeks is up. No, if you feel comfortable, start reaching out to those shippers because I want you to make money. I want you to be successful. So we already have mentees that are already making like three grand, 2,500 a week right now, just off one customer yeah. and just by yeah. following the program. Yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah, you 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 built the, the blueprint, and now they just got to actually build it um, and follow the blueprint. Otherwise, it doesn't work.
0: <laughs> now, so are these guys I, I, that own their own trucks already, and they're just no? Fix-
3: actually, none of us have trucks. Oh, yeah. yeah there's so we're n- no no
1: trucks involved.
3: Oh, no, we are non asset based. So basically, what our job is is to reach out to shippers, whether it's a shipper who sells computers wood, plastic, just you name it, nothing's off limits. So we're basically reaching out to these shippers, letting them know who we are and see if they'll give us the opportunity to move their product. And then from there, we're going to find carriers. So truck drivers that can move the product, whether it's a flatbed, a drive van, a sprinter van, whatever, to move the product. And then once we you know, build that relationship with the carrier and they give us a price, let's just say, I have something picking up in Atlanta, going to Alabama, and a carrier said they're going to charge me $2,000 to move this product. Well, I'm going to put my commission on top of that. So I'm going to go back to my customer and say, hey, I can move this product for $2,300. So if my shipper says, okay, cool, let's do it. So then I'm responsible for reaching back out to that carrier. Hey, I want to book your truck. I'm making sure they have proper insurance. They don't have any violations or anything like that before I actually put my freight on their truck. So when that carrier um, delivers, I get assigned POD, and for me, I don't have to worry about paying carriers. That's what the broker does. Yeah. So I get paid by the broker. The carrier gets paid by the broker. All of that. So the two the two thousand dollars that the carrier asks for is theirs. The three hundred is mine minus my commission split. So that's basically what I'm doing all day. I'm basically an overpaid middleman. And there's literally
1: no limit to what the limit does not exist.
3: (laughs) No, it does not exist. No one can tell me like, hey, no, you're charging too much on that unless my customer's like, hey, I, you know, I don't have that much in it. Can you come down? Then we negotiate, you know, pricing and stuff like that. But nobody can tell me like, hey, you moved a hundred loads today or this week. You can't 100 lows
1: today that's the word yeah. <laughs> today I heard that because yeah, that's what now. I'm saying there's no limit is it, it's, it's as big not. as your network is like you could no. literally find and this is where you use your vas right like so instead of you <laughs> sitting and making all these phone calls you have a whole like team of vas that does all the background work.
3: Yes, So you're at we Nordstrom so
1: shopping <laughs> hey. and the loads are getting
3: made. <laughs> right. So I'm like, look, we we knew about VAs at first, but we were like, well, how do we use them? Like and stuff like that. So we were really confused when it came to VAs because we were so used to doing everything ourselves. So it was like, OK, look, we went to Miami one time. Me and the kids, we are having a good time. We at the beach. Devin is stuck in the hotel room like just working his oh. butt off. I felt so bad for him. He didn't even get a chance to go step foot on the sand.
0: Oh, He
3: was working like crazy. So he was like, no. Something got to give. We have to do something. So when we got back, and that's when we went ahead and got the VAs, we started out with two. Now we have like seven. Um. So now we have a whole system that we're using. So when the loads come in, we're posting them in Asana. And then we have it set up to where, like, the VA knows what load to post. And then once you post it, it moves on to the next set load that is already posted. Once it picks up, it moves in these, you know, yeah, under these categories or whatever. It has worked out tremendously. And then instead of us answering the phone when the when the uh, carriers are calling, we got it to the VAs. They're answering the phone. They're picking it up like, thank you for calling Hudson Freight. You know what I'm saying? And getting the MC numbers, the insurance information, getting the... um, I got culture. <laughs> Girls. I'm like, look, that was, they have been a lifesaver. A yeah. lifesaver. Because those calls coming in and trying to build loads and your customer is sending you more loads. Like, it can get really crazy and overwhelming.
1: Yeah. And that's where the limit does exist. There's only so much you can do You're as one person And like, what is the point of doing all this? We were talking about this, um, you know, with another guest too. Like, what is the point of having this amazing business if you don't actually get to enjoy the fruits of your labor? And like Devin, so I was talking to Devin at the house party in Miami. Um, Mm -hmm. We were on the back porch hanging out by the water, looking at all the big yachts and stuff. I know, right? (laughs) And he was telling me that, Previous to you guys doing this, and I guess previous to him changing the oil in the driveway and the the box truck, <laughs> he was actually a working overseas as yep. like an um a contractor overseas in war
3: zones. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So I knew about civilian contractors. Because they were talking about it on the news and stuff like that years ago. So I was like, I even thought about going. But I had kids, so I was yeah. like, well, I can't go. So when Deb and I met, we were just having a conversation one day. I was like, you ever thought about going overseas? I was like, you know, they, they, um, you can go over there and be a civilian contractor. Because before that, he was just working in warehousing, like $9, $10 an hour. He was like, I'm so burnt out on that. I'm not getting anywhere. So he made a phone call to his cousin. And they were just on the phone talking. And Devin was like, you heard anything about civilian contractors overseas? And his cousin was like, yeah, I got a homeboy. He does that all the time. He's over there right now. I can get you in. We like, for real? Wow. And he literally was not lying. Devin called the guy. The guy hooked him up. And Devin was gone, like, in 30 days.
1: Wow. And he was, like, in war zones, cleaning up, like... yeah he was like every once in a while you'll see a thumb or something but it's no big deal and I was like (laughs) yes her husband is so so good he's so funny
3: (laughs) he's crazy like we, we just mesh so well like his personality my personality like it's just it's perfect so he would call me and I would hear stuff in the background like rocket attack rocket attack I'm like Rocket who? Where? <laughs> he was like, we're being attacked right now. I'm like, you better get off the phone with me. He was like, everybody getting under the bunkers. He's like, I'm good. If I die, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to die. I'm, Hold on. It's time for you to come home. You talking crazy.
1: <laughs> so what so, is it yeah. like working with your husband, um, like as a partner?
3: At first, it was not working. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> first of all, I was not in the business when we first started it. I was still going to work. And so when he was like, I'm going to go ahead and get this business started, this truck broke down, you need to help me build it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I'm going to work. (laughs) If I come home, where's the money? You know what I'm saying? Like, how am I going to get my hair done? What are you talking about? (laughs) How am I going to eat? So I was still going to work. And then he was like, I tell you what, are you going to continue to go to that job building somebody else's business or are you going to help me build this? Because if not, we're going to have a problem. I was like, oh shit, let me think think about this. It's a big
1: daddy behavior. He said, you coming (laughs) home.
3: (laughs) Exactly. So I ended up coming home and it was hard to transition in because He had already pretty much like got his flow and all these things. And I'm just like, well, what do you want me to do? He's like, I don't know, figure it out. So I'm like, what do you mean figure it out? I don't even know what the hell you doing right now. Like what? (laughs) So (laughs) I had to learn him because we had never worked that close together before. And definitely not every day, all day long in the house with kids.
0: Sounds like a bad time.
3: Uh, yeah, it wasn't fun at all. <laughs> so he would tell me like, I'm like, so what are you doing? Like the car people call, like the, the, the lights about to get off. They're talking about repoing the car. You're like, I don't give a damn. Like take your ass upstairs and find you something to do. Cause you're not going to be down here being negative. And I'm trying to build this business. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, That's <laughs> okay awesome. I guess I'm just a housewife at this point. Yeah. I don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? So I would just leave. I would go. I'll be on the phone for hours, and he'd be like, "So you're just gonna be on the phone talk? Like, I said, come home and help me. Not damn, stay, stay on the phone talking to your mom and your sister and being all out.
1: <laughs> so, what did you do? What was your first position? Like, what did you end up figuring out to do since he wasn't real good at directing you what to do?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, what I did was I started researching leads um so he had this book so his thing was grant cardone grant cardone and i was like who is this cocky white man you to <laughs> i like him <laughs> so he'll be like where's my money who got my money it's time to get liquid and all this kind of stuff so i was like okay and so he had this book and he had wrote all these dollar signs on it he had put the book of liquid on it so i took the book of liquid and I started writing down all these shippers and stuff like that and researching them so he could call them. And then when our daughter would go down for nap and stuff like that, then we would like tag team. So he would be calling and then I would be calling shippers. So that's how I started transitioning in with doing the leads and reaching out to shippers. I didn't really know what to say. Yeah, I just had to find my flow. I already knew customer service. That was something I had done all my life. So my personality was already there but as far as like knowing what to say i had to figure that out
1: so like there, there's a reason by anytime i ask questions i don't like to ask questions anyway but anytime i'm trying to talk to another entrepreneur <laughs> and ask them questions about how they do things it's because i am at a place in my business that i need help in a certain area so i retired my husband brought him home from corporate <clears throat> america gave him a job put him on salary but like Don't know what to have him. Like, I'm like, he's always like, what can I do to help you? I'm like, nothing. Just sit over there in the corner, look pretty. Like, you know, like I need, I need, I need help figuring out how to work as a team because I built these businesses by myself and I'm such a control freak and like a, a mean person. Like, he'll be like, okay, well, how do you feel about our money? Like, and I'm like, our money. Like, So I'm trying to figure out how to be a better partner with my husband in business. Do you have any advice for people who are trying to go into business with their husband or wife?
3: I would say you have to learn your spouse, how to communicate with them, learn how not to communicate with them, what they don't like. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. Because I would literally be pissed off like all the time. Like, you're so freaking mean. Like, why are you talking to me like that? And it's like, okay, I get it. I get that he's stressed because he's trying to figure out this business. So I would just say that learn your partner. Be a little bit more compassionate as to what they're going through with building a business. Yeah. So that that's the thing. in communication. So if he's like if Devin is downstairs and he's working on the low or I see he's at his computer before, I would just walk up to him and just start talking. But now I know, okay let me just wait until he stops. Then I'll go talk to him or I'll just wait till he comes upstairs. Then I'll have a conversation with him because. Yeah, it's not cool all the time. Like husband doesn't cool
0: understand that. Like yeah. I'll be in the middle of like writing an email, like uh, like viciously on the computer, like tapping away, and he'll come over and ask me a question, and then ask it again,
1: and I'm like, "What?" Yeah, I, I do the <laughs> yeah. same thing. What I do-, do you want? <laughs> do you see me typing? Yeah, I'll <laughs> be in the middle of like. And, and the real problem is, is, I work too much. I work at home. I work at the office. I'm always working, and so like mm-hmm. my family. I need to. I need to like time block my time better, and and actually cut out time so that they don't feel neglected um but also um yeah we've got to work on like work communication we communicate as husband and wife great like he's he's amazing and like the best husband ever and like when we're in husband and wife mode I'm great but like he'll come in and ask me a question about the business I'll be like man I don't know just figure it out like you know it's like that's not how I should communicate it's mostly me
3: so do you do your time blocks? Are you on a schedule or your schedule is just like I'm whatever a,
1: happens? I'm schedu- always working. Yeah. I'm on a schedule. It's just a very vigorous schedule. Cause of course, mm-hmm. so I've, I've completely outsourced the financial company. Now um, I'm I'm working on outsourcing the VA companies almost completely running itself internally um, mm. because the VAs are doing everything and yeah. I'm just kind of overseeing and approving everything. Uh, my mentorships are fun for me. So like they are scheduled out. The real thing is, as I still have a service based business, um, the janitorial company. And so while I'm teaching other people how to do the janitorial company is great. And I can schedule that. I cannot always account for what's going on at the janitorial company. Like, for instance, last week, my warehouse manager had a heart attack and he's my
3: jockey. I saw you post He's
1: Yeah, he's the person that does everything. If anything falls apart or breaks down or someone doesn't do their job or calls out sick, he's the person that goes and fixes it. And so with him being out, I lost my jockey and my racehorse is just kind of trotting around, doing whatever the fuck it wants to do, <laughs> eating grass, okay, and just kind of hanging out on the sidelines while all the other horses are running. Um, so I've got to figure out a uh, once I can get every everything, once I've learned about outsourcing and like delegation, it's great. I've just got to figure out how to get everything delegated so that I can schedule more time for family stuff so that I'm yeah. not so crazy. It, when is, he it is hard. Well, right now. So he had a heart attack on Monday of last week. I'm the one that called 911. Saved his life. Uh, he can thank me later. Oh, um God. But oh, yeah, God. like right here in our conference room, he came in from a job site. He was cleaning windows at a at a school. They're remodeling the school. He was cleaning exterior windows. It was hot. He had been sick the day before. So he was dehydrated. And then he was out in the heat and then had a heart attack. So he came into oh. the office. They carried him in from the truck and was like, he was shivering and shaking. He's like, my girlfriend's coming to get me. I'm like, oh, hell no. AMS is coming to get you. I called 911. Right. So I called him that night, and I'm like, "Hey, are you out of the hospital? Is everything okay? Did they get you some fluids?" Thinking he was just dehydrated, he's like, "Man, I had a heart attack." I'm like, "Oh my god, what do you mean?" So right, it's two weeks before he can even be seen again to see if he's able to come back to work. So I really don't know how long he'll be out. It's been it's been a crazy week of tests to see if I'm st- if I still got it. <laughs> Yeah. I still got it, y'all. Do. I'm killing yeah, okay. it. Look, I'm killing it. Right but right the now. hours, it's like, and now I remember why I i was so eager to get into online businesses that I could delegate because I used to be the jockey and then I I had the jockey and now I don't have the jockey. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to go train people. Like, I left a, we had a networking event and I left right after the networking event and had uh, to go train an employee, then go pick up my kid, then go home. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's got to so be somebody bad. else's job. So I need a jockey and a backup jockey. And once I got that, then I can go on vacation.
3: How in the hell are you doing all this? She's I not... thought I'd do a lot.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, this girl's batshit got... crazy.
2: Like really? <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I tell you what. I have an amazing team. Really. I have. Yeah. I mean, we have thirty six um, cleaning employees. Um, I have a team of I think fifteen VAs now internally, and then of course we have the VAs that are working for our clients. So we have a big we have a big team.
2: Yeah. that just
1: kind of helps me. I have in office um staff as well. They're not here right now, but like yeah. So we have a we have a full staff. Um, no. I don't.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't no. do it all by myself at all. And then of course, like for instance, like my husband, where you know, I I did retire him, but like when I need help, I can be like stressed out last night. He went and cleaned a facility last night for me. He was like, I know you don't want to go. I know you're too tired. You've got that networking event. You're going to be in a dress. I'll just go take care of it. And I'm like, boy, you deserve a raise. Ah! (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, so it's like a team effort. It's a, it's definitely a family business. We all kind of just chip in my parents. I moved what's them up? back home recently, so they've they got baby duty now. I'm like, yeah. I'll okay. be there in five minutes to drop the kids off. Love you, bye.
3: <laughs>
1: I didn't move <laughs> you home this for nothing. <laughs> that's
3: oh, funny. my goodness. That's what's up. That's what's up. Your, Your girl's tired.
1: Oh. I wanted to be at Derek's this weekend for his uh, mastermind, but he, I, like, talked to him. I was like, man, I can't leave. I can't leave. I got to be on a job site. And he was like, next time. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Look at you trying to be everywhere. Yeah. Girl. I, was, I was whining
0: to her last week about like, I can only focus on one thing at a time. Like, I can only focus on being healthy. Or I can focus on a business, or I can focus on my kid, but it's really hard for me to do all of that at the same time. And she went home and told her husband, and he was like, She's not no, she's just fucking lazy. No. no. And you know what? That's- I I am lazy.
1: That's not what he said. He said, that's a lie she tells herself. No, that's yeah. what he said. <laughs> uh, which first of all, my husband's lazy. And he'll tell you it, he doesn't want to do he doesn't want to do any work. Like he Look couldn't have married. Lord,
3: that man.
1: Yeah, he he definitely, like, is is living his best life in many ways. He, he's an amazing father. Everyone has a job. I'm yeah. not meant to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, yeah. you try to put me in a house with my husband and my business in one building uh, with the kids at the same time, and I'd have burned that place to the ground. Y'all <laughs> would have seen me on snap. <laughs> it's just That's not my him. strong suit. Oh, God. But Bryson is so he's so calm and so patient. Like the kids can be totally losing their shit. And he's like, all right guys, blah, blah, blah. Like Mr. Rogers. And I'm like, if yeah. y'all don't shut the fuck up. Like, oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> Mr. Rogers. God, he is a saint. <laughs>
1: uh, so like he had it was the best thing ever for him to retire and stay home with the kids because they're better yeah. off uh, being around someone who is calm and can handle them being children. They deserve to be able to be kids And so, like, when I get home from work, I can separate the two and, like, just, you know, let them be kids. Whereas if I was trying to work from home, everybody would hate me. I'd be divorced again.
3: Oh god, I can't do it, it again. A, it, it, it's definitely a lot. It's a lot, and you got to learn how to deal with it. And it's like you said, when the kids come in or your husband, like, what? What do you want? Like, go, no, yeah. no, go figure it out. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, that was my child. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> hey, what do you want? What yeah, you need? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is hard.
1: It's hard being a, a parent. Uh, dealing with your own shit, all the stuff you've been through. And then yes. still trying to be successful and be like a, a decent human being. <laughs> it's a, it's a whole balancing act <laughs> for me.
3: <laughs> it is, man. But it's an amazing feeling though, to be able to just do you. Yeah. Yeah. And you can wake up and literally say, I don't want to do this today. Or I want to do that today. Or I want to go here today or whatever the case may be. It's, it's an amazing feeling. It, I it definitely really want to go is. back to corporate America. Yeah. tell you that much.
1: Yeah, my husband, it was hard to bring him home. He was like, I don't know anything else. I, I'm not an entrepreneur, blah, blah, blah. But now that he he's obsessed with the VA business, I think that that's what I'm going to let him kind of run um, as being mm. a supervisor of that. Because once he learned about VAs and delegation, I took him to Ken's event and he went nuts. Uh, he was like, this is it. This is the future. He was like, I'm never going back. And I'm like, yeah. there we go.
3: <laughs> we got him hooked now. <laughs> right, he found his thing. So that's what's up. Yeah because you want people in positions that they actually enjoy not stuff that they hate or they don't like. You know what I'm saying? Like some people like sales may not be their thing. They may like more uh, like over the phone. They more may like more face to face. So you just got to let people do their thing. That's how I feel.
1: In business. What do you think um, is something that has like one thing that you could say has set you apart that's made you more successful than maybe other people in your field? Like, what is the one thing that you think really took you to the next level? I know we talked about VAs, but what other thing other than the VAs really helped you propel yourself into being able to wake up and make your own decisions?
3: Us being us. That, that, that's like the the main thing, because when we first came in, we were trying to just be people that we weren't. You know, changing our voices, scared to put our faces on our email signatures, like all that kind of stuff. So when we started to just be us and let our personality shine and then the whole husband and wife dynamic is been like amazing.
1: Now, would you say that you were scared to be you for what reason? Was it like a race thing or?
3: Yeah, yeah. 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 It was definitely a race thing because in our industry, it was just all all you saw was just white people basically. Yeah. White men. And their business they've been in this business 30 years or their business was passed down from their parents and stuff like that. So you didn't hear about black freight agents or black freight brokers and stuff like that. So it was super scary. So then when we're on the phone calling different companies, a lot of times it was always white people answering the phone. So it's like, okay. Do I sound country? Do I have to, you know, take speech classes? Do I not put my picture on my email signature? Like all of these things. And it was so overwhelming. Yeah. It was stressful trying to change up my voice. And I have a deep, raspy voice sometimes. So me switching up my voice and then I go back to my regular voice. I'm like, well, who is this? You know what I'm saying? So that was hard, especially for Devin yeah because it was not He's country, a, yeah. <laughs> country is I don't know what like we don't always say the right things stuff don't come out right we don't pronounce our words right all the time <laughs> so him coming from like warehousing and then being in a truck and trying to learn office stuff and you know his voice and his deep and all this stuff it was it was stressful so we was like you know what eff it if a person doesn't like me for me, then we don't. We don't need. You don't to do want to do business, each other business with anyway. that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And when we learned that, business just skyrocketed. And yep. then once we got on social media and people started seeing us, and it's just like, oh, husband and wife team. They seem so cool. They seem so down to earth. And then when people would actually meet us in person, they're like, well, shit, they the same in person as they are on social media. Authenticity
1: so, is magnetic, man. It,
3: it is it is. And that's another thing that just like propelled our business too. And like drew people into us. And then even when we're on the phone with shippers and we're talking to our customers, we do the whole, it's us. We're being silly. Yeah. They like to talk to us. Like we curse, like we, we just us yeah. all the way around. And it is great. I love that. Yeah. That's, be ourselves.
1: that's so, especially, um, especially for black entrepreneurs. I think that it's important for them to know it's okay to be you it's okay to just talk how you talk walk how you walk look how you look you can Mm -hmm. still be so successful Uh, i'm so like we talked about this several times and i so like the cup the the reason (laughs) that the group is named excuse us while we succeed is because she was in tj maxx yeah
0: something like that tj maxx
1: or marshalls or or something and found a cup that had a uh, black woman with the Afro and it said, excuse me while I succeed. And she bought the cup cause she loved it. And she, she used the cup twenty four hours a day. Her husband was like, why you got that cup with that black lady on it? You know what I mean? And like, she was like drinking out of the cup. And that's how, really how the the group was yeah. formed. And when they asked me to be a speaker at one of their events, I was explaining to her, I was like, this group that you're creating reminds me of this group that I'm in called Suspeneurs. It's this giant, black female entrepreneur group. I don't even know who invited me to the cookout or who let me in, but I'm so glad that I'm in there because it's not just a great source of to get clients, but like black entrepreneurs are the future. I say this all the time. Yeah. I don't care who gets mad at me, but like black entrepreneurs are so smart, so strong. So like, well, I say, I, we talked about this earlier. Uh, people who've been through something, people who have been broke, Who've been hurt, who've been through domestic violence, people who've been against the odds, who people have counted them out. There is no better entrepreneur. Because you weren't even supposed to be here. So once you get here, you're like, I ain't leaving. I am not leaving. leaving. What's that? Uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. You know, that little thing where they try to, like, kick him out or whatever. And he's on the microphone. He's like, I'm not leaving.
2: (laughs) That's me. Okay?
1: I ain't leaving. I'm at
3: the cookout. And i ain't going even... back.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so congratulations. When I saw you, thank you. And when I saw you post that you were gonna be at a Juneteenth oh, yeah. um, what was it? What it was, was a. That?
1: it was the uh Juneteenth festival in Asheville. Uh, I saw,
3: "Look at Britney, she's speaking at a Juneteenth event. I don't yeah, know. Believe Brittany, me, the first <laughs> thing I said,
1: they had me go up right after a preacher, a black preacher. Really? Honey, when I got up there, I was like, I know what y'all are thinking. Why is she up here? <laughs> um, But I was teaching financial literacy and uh I actually helped the the guy who put together the festival. He came to me. He was one of my business credit clients and he came to me and he was like, listen, uh, I want to do this festival. I don't even know how to set it up. Do I need to be a nonprofit? Do I need to do this? And I like I had my VAs show him how to create, like, a corporate sponsorship packet and, like, get up. So he had, like, sponsorships from all the big car lots, from the city. The city sponsored the event. There were thousands and thousands of people there. He did, he took everything that I said and applied it and created this event that's going to be going on every year from now on with this, in joint work with the city. Um, Wow. And so, like, not to take any type of, like, um, ownership of what he created. But, like, if I can help use my connections and my knowledge to help further black entrepreneurship. And uh, my dad is a black man. Um, mm-hmm. My He raised me since I was a teenager. He's the reason that I have the janitorial company, that I'm able to take care of everybody. Like, so I have a special spot in my heart for black entrepreneurs. I saw what he went through in the adversity that he faced. And so I yeah. have a special spot in my heart for that. And it's very authentic. It's very real. It's not, oh, yeah. it's not like I'm trying to like poach on black businesses. i I just love it because I see the potential there. And I'm like, oh, you about to be a millionaire. Watch, I'm, gonna help you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
1: about to help you make a million dollars. And, and like, um, that, that's really just it for me. So congratulations to you and Devin though. Cause
3: so I much. fell in love
1: with y'all. I think I met you at the first at, time at Ken's event. Cause I didn't get to go to the first Done is Better than Perfect event. But I, I, I think I met you guys at Ken's Time Freedom Summit. And I was like, Why feel like, well, like I met you before that? I don't know, but I fell in love with y'all. I was like, That that could be us, honey. We could get along like them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember when Devin had said something about, Oh, she be out shopping and stuff like that. You're oh. like, I wish. No, he spends my money. This is a whole sugar baby over here. <laughs> like, <"What?" laughs>
1: yeah. So okay, I'm gonna tell you this story. So her, her and her husband were up on stage speaking. And he was talking about how, you know, he built this and now she spends all, because the VAs do everything, she spends all day shopping. Oh. And then I was like, okay, that's what I'm trying to do. And he yeah. was like, yeah, I know you'd be spending all his money talking about Bryson. And I just cacked out laughing. I was like, what? I was like, that's my sugar, baby. What you talking about? <laughs> and they, if you could have seen Devin's eyes got that big, I don't think that he knew that I was a speaker yet or something, but like, oh, he was funny. like, oh, Lord, what I done said to the white
0: girl.
3: <laughs> Oh, but I
1: knew right then because Bryson was like, "I like them; they're funny."
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I think that might have been the first time we were actually introduced yeah. to each other. Yeah, that's right at the mixer. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. So like, I know I saw you before though, like, but I don't think we were actually we actually talked. But I knew when I saw you, I was like, "I like her." <laughs> it was before we even talked. It's so because funny how Derek Harper down.
1: brings people together though. So Derek Harper is the originator of the group done is better than perfect, which is like a, um, huge entrepreneurs group, just kind of welcoming everybody. Yeah. And, uh, I actually was out to here pregnant with Lucas stuck at home during a pandemic. I was trying to figure out what kind of business I wanted to open cause I was bored I had the Mm. janitorial company, but I couldn't leave the house because I was pregnant. So I was like, I need an online business to make more money and to not be bored. So I was sitting in at the house on the couch, belly out here on the Internet, and someone had shared Derek Harper's live video. So I tuned in, I hit it and was listening to him and I went running into the kitchen with my laptop I was like, honey, I found this genius man and he's going to help us become millionaires. And he was like, oh, Lord, what have we got ourselves into? And it's so crazy because that was like two years ago, little over two years ago that I was just watching him on the Internet. And then now, like, we're all hanging out together and like house parties and like building businesses together and doing joint ventures. And it's like, wow,
3: wow amazing
1: it's so crazy what can happen how fast yeah
3: yes it is and it's all love when we all get together yeah nobody's talking about money and this this that and the third it's just everybody coming together and it's amazing. I've been able to build <laughs> do a lot karaoke
1: of karaoke and dancing. It's the oh, coolest yes. vibe. You want to come? Yeah. Oh, you come into the yeah, next yeah, event. We're yeah. bringing. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start bringing all my white friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Come on.
3: Come <laughs> <laughs> on. How much time do we
0: you have? Uh, we really only have a couple more minutes. Did you um? Do you have a great story that happened in business or any
3: I would more say tips? probably like crying moments probably <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> but I did have this situation it ain't really funny but we were on a zoom call one day doing a and a session and Devin and I we were on our way to dinner so we had the zoom call on the cell phone but we're both like you know looking around watching the road and stuff like that because it was at night so the next day one of our mentees hit us up and was like, somebody had a gun on your Zoom call. We were like, a gun? Like, who had a gun on a Zoom call? So we had the VA go back, pull the call. One of the guys was waving a toy. He said it was a toy gun around. He kind of like had it like this.
1: He like, Was it a, like what? a group? One of your mentees had the gun?
3: Yeah. And it was a group uh q a call so this one lady that hit us up about it the crazy thing is her and the guy used to talk outside of oh lord the group so i'm like i don't know if it was something going on there with them but she took it out on us and was like you know due to yet last week's events i'm scared for my life and all this (laughs) stuff and she goes and get a lawyer and we're like come
0: on
3: from a zoom call from a guy that you talk to all the time i'm like did he try to hit on you or you try to hit on him like i don't know what that dynamic was but it was crazy so then we had to let him go and he was actually doing a great job so we like why would you do that like i would have just
1: refunded her
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh you're a problem child (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, she she's gone. She's gone now. But I'm just like, it was like this whole drama feel like Jeez. dealing really, with people is hard. It is because you don't know people's angle. You don't know if they're coming in. They have some type of motive. You don't know. Do you, you know have
1: do you have like a screening process for your mentees?
3: Not really. No. Yeah, I would
1: recommend putting one together because, like, sometimes everybody's money is not good money.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, And, like, that's one thing that Marcus kind of went over with me. Like, I remember trying to get into his program. I had to fill out, like, this nine-page survey with all sorts of questions about me as a yeah. person and me. Yeah. And then then that I had to do all that just to get on a, a call with him to see if he vibed with me. Like, he won't take you as a mentee if he does not vibe with you as a person. Wow. Uh, like, and, and so now I do that. I only take five one-on-ones, uh, a quarter, and then I have to have a call with you and see if I even like you as a person first, (laughs) because like, I'm not, I don't want to spend my time and invest my energy into someone that I don't even like.
0: Some shit bag or someone you don't even like. Right. So like
1: Mm. protect your energy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Because like,
1: if you get into a room that you have to sit with them for six to eight weeks every week for one hour you're going to be dreading that Mm -hmm. and right now with the mentees that I have when my my assistants like you have a call with so-and-so at this time today and I'm like yes I can't wait to talk to her because I love the people that I'm talking to because I've vetted them carefully I'm like oh no I can't work with you I'm sorry we don't
3: have any openings right now (laughs) exactly that's a good idea yeah I appreciate that because yeah no we don't we we don't we
1: I'll send, you, I'll send you over my, my questionnaire stuff so that you can, like, use it.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because yeah, we definitely don't. I'm like, that will definitely cut down on the Looney Tunes, you know? <laughs> So, it, I'm like, yeah. the lawyer was like, it's, no, it, that, that's nothing. Like, I could have, no.
1: It's crazy because, like, my son during school, when school was all virtual, my son is, like, um... <laughs> He has, like, a giant mural on his wall in his bedroom of Lil Baby. <laughs> and... Uh, little Lil Baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, he has all these, like, Nerf guns and, like, all this stuff. So, like, we couldn't let him do Zoom calls in his bedroom because, like, he got in trouble for having, like, a Nerf gun on camera. Oh, and I'm oh, like... Oh. Honey, he's got little baby blasting in his headphones right now. You that's the least of your words. <laughs> um God. He's gonna start doing like rap battles during breaks. So just you know, Okay. My poor
3: little baby. y'all don't even y'all don't even know right now, but okay.
1: <laughs> well listen, Tia, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. Um, we Ooh, really appreciate you taking us. the time out of your very busy schedule. Um We'll definitely bring Ash with us to the next event. Yes.
3: Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) We got an event coming up, girl. We got an event coming up. And I'm so excited and nervous at the same time because we've never held a Mastermind or a conference before. Can I come? You definitely can come. We're putting everything together right now. It's going to be August 19th is the mixer. And then August 20th and 21st is the actual conference.
1: I want to come. Yeah, come. Yes.
3: yes I, I definitely need Get you in away. the building.
1: Let's go. I'll be there. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, so I will give you, Um, I'll send you the details as soon as we finalize everything. We're putting the site together and stuff like that. So I'm excited, but nervous, but I'm ready for it.
1: Yeah. You're going to kill it. It's yeah. going to be so great for you guys. And, and yes, yeah, send me all the details because I know that there's definitely people in my network that are interested in getting into uh, logistics and trucking and whatever. So I'll okay. definitely send them your way so that they can be there in the building. It's going to yep. be in Atlanta. Yep,
3: going to okay. be in Atlanta. Okay.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. We got to come out
3: there and visit you soon. Bro. Yeah, we
1: gotta come. That would be fun. bring bring y'all ass to the mountains. It's hot right now. Usually it's not as hot, but. Uh, I recommend the fall. It's beautiful here in the it? fall. The yeah. leaves all turn different colors, and it's gorgeous Ooh, here. God. So we'll definitely have to... And you can come to an Excuse Us While We Succeed event. Let's do a whole event. Oh, we can Whatever cool. day you yeah
0: like we'll we'll just do the whole thing around you
3: so just (laughs) just let me know when you're coming yes definitely I will I will I've
1: been trying to talk Ken and Biddy to come up here anyway so maybe we can just maybe I should host like a a mastermind and then I can invite all y'all do
3: it definitely because me and Biddy were definitely talking about hey we gotta go see Brittany let's put something together I say yeah I love me some Brittany let's go all right so we've definitely been talking about
1: it yes well my husband loves your husband too He he was like, he's a real smart guy. He's a real smart I'm like, I know, I know they're all smart. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, uh, we're going to get off here, but thank you again for being on the show with yes. us. We appreciate you so much bringing all your wisdom and knowledge, um, to the people of our group. Yep. Uh, definitely we'll send you the links to the to podcast so you can share it with your network mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we'll see you again soon.
3: Yes. Thank you so much, thank ladies. I really
0: appreciate you. it. Thank you. Bye, Tia. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, you've reached the end of another episode of Excuse Us While We Succeed. That was a great interview.
1: Yeah, she's amazing. She's and, amazing. Um, I'm so glad that we were able... Um, to talk to her about her business and all the amazing things that they're doing. Um, overcoming adversity is so important to show our group yeah, um, that no really matter is. what, and like, it's okay if you start something and it doesn't work out that you can start over and try something completely different and yeah. still be successful. It's never too late.
0: Absolutely. And um, I guess Brittany is doing a mastermind. So everybody get ready for that.
1: <laughs>
0: all right, you guys, thanks so much. We'll see you next time. See you next time. See you on the flip side.
2: Don't you worry your life. Six of the land Dead to the root of your soul So you may really know God's given plan Don't you worry